everyone, this is Scott Lutz, and today we are in um, 1 Kings chapter 6, verses 1 through, uh, 1 through 38. And this is Solomon builds the temple. Let's go ahead and read the scripture. In 480th year, after the Israelites had come out of Egypt, in the fourth year of Solomon's reign, over Israel in the month of Ziv, the second month, he began to build the temple of the Lord. The temple that King Solomon built for the Lord was 60 cubits long, 20 wide, and 30 high. The portico of it at the front of the main hall at the temple extended the widest of the temple that is 20 cubits and projected 10 cubits from the front of the temple. He made narrow clear clear story windows in the temple against the walls of the main hall and the inner sanctuary he built a structure around the building in which there were side rooms the lowest floor was five cubits wide the middle floor six cubits and the third floor seven he made offset ledges around the outside of the temple so that nothing would be inserted in the temple walls the building the temple in building the temple only blocks dressing at the quarry were used and no hammer chisel or any other iron tool was heard at the temple site while it was being built the entrance to the lowest floor was on the south side of the temple a stairway led up to the middle level and from there to the floor third he so he built the temple and completed it roofing it with beams and cedar planks and he built the side rooms all along the temple the height of each was five cubits and they were attached to the temple by beams of cedar the word of the lord came to solomon as far for this temple you are building if you follow my decrees carry out my regulations and keep all my commands and obey them i will fulfill through you the promise i gave to david your father and i will live among the israelites and they will not abandon my people israel so solomon built the temple and completed it he lined its interior walls with cedar boards paneling them from the floor of the temple to the ceiling and covered the floor of the temple with planks of pine heap partitioned off 20 cubits at the rear of the temple with cedar boards from the floor to the sanctuary the most holy place the main hall in front of this room was 40 cubits long the inside of the temple was cedar carved with gourds and open flowers everything was cedar no stone was to be seen he prepared the inner sanctuary within the temple to set the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord there. The inner sanctuary was 20 cubits long, 20 wide, and 20 high. He overlaid the inside with pure gold, and he also overlaid the altar of cedar. Solomon covered the inside of the temple with pure gold, and he extended gold chains across the front of the inner sanctuary, which was overlaid with gold. So he overlaid the whole interior with gold. He also overlaid with gold the altar that belonged to the inner sanctuary in the inner sanctuary he made a pair of cherubim of olive wood each 10 cubits high 
One wing of the first cherubim was five cubits long, and the other wing five cubits, ten cubits from wingtip to wingtip. The second cherubim also measured ten cubits, for the two cherubim were identical in size and shape. The height of each cherubim was ten cubits. He placed the cherubim inside the innermost part room of the temple, with their wings spread out. The wing of one cherubim touched one wall, while the wing of the other touched the other wall, and their wings touched each other in the middle of the room. He overlaid the cherubim with gold. On the walls all around the temple, in the, both the inner and outer rooms, he carved cherubim, palm trees, and open flowers. He also covered the floors of both the inner and outer rooms of the temple with gold. From the entrance of the inner sanctuary, he made doors of olive wood and five-sided jams. And on the two olive wood doors, he carved cherubim, palm trees, and open flowers, and overlaid the cherubim and palm trees with beaten gold. In the same way, he made four-sided jams of olive wood for the entrance to the main hall. He also made two pine doors, each having two, two leaves, made leaves that turned in, in sockets. He carved cherubim, palm trees, and open flowers on them and overlaid them with gold, hammered evenly over the carvings. And, the, and he built the inner courtyard of three courses of dressed, dressed stone and on one course of trimmed cedar beams. The foundation of the temple of the Lord was laid in the fourth year, in the month of Ziv, in the eleventh year, in the month of Bull, the eighth month. The temple was finished in all its details according to its specific specifications. He had spent seven years building it. Okay, so let's go ahead to the New Testament now. And we'll read the New Testament reading. Give me a second. We're getting over there. Okay. So here we go. This is Hebrews chapter 10, verses, um, verses 1 through uh, 38. So let's go ahead and read the scripture. Christ sacrificed once for all. The law is only a shadow of the good things that are coming, not the realities themselves. For this reason, it can never be the same sacrifices repeated endlessly year after year. Make perfect those who draw near the work to worship. If it could, could, would they not have stopped being offered? For the worshipers would have been cleansed once for all and would no longer have felt guilt for their sins. But those sacrifices are an annual reminder of sins, because it is impossible for the blood of bulls and goats to take away sins. Therefore, when Christ came into the world, he said, Sacrifice and offering you do not desire, but a body you prepared for me. With burnt offerings and sin offerings, you were not pleased. Then I said, Here I am. It is written about me in the scroll I have come to do you your will, O God. First he said, Sacrifices and offerings, burnt offerings and sin offerings, you did not desire, 
nor were you pleased with them, although the law required them to be made. Then he said, Here I am, I have come to do your will. He set aside the first to establish the second. By that will he we have been made holy, through the sacrifice of the body of Jesus Christ once for all. Day after day, every priest stands and performs his righteous duties. Again again, he offers the same sacrifices, which can never take away sins. But when this priest had offered for all time one sacrifice for sins, he sat down at the right hand of God. Since this that time, he waits for the enemies to be made his footstool. Because by one sacrifice, he has made sacrifice perfect forever those who are being made holy the holy spirit also testifies to us about this first he says this is the covenant i will make with you with them after that time says the lord i will put my laws in their hearts and i will write them on their minds then he adds their sins and lawless acts i will remember no more and where these have been forgiven there is no longer any sacrifice for sin a call to preserve therefore brothers since we have confidence to enter the most holy place by the blood of jesus by a new and living way open for us through the curtain that is his body and since we have a great priest over the house of god let us draw near to god in sincere heart in in full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled to cleanse us from a guilty conscience, and having our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess, for he who promised is faithful. And let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds. Let us not give up meeting together, as some are in the habit of doing. But let us encourage one another, and all the more as you see the day approaching. I will deliberately keep on sinning after we have received the knowledge of the truth. Not sacrifice for sins is left, but only a fearful expectation of judgment and of raging fire that will consume the enemies of God. Anyone who rejected the law of Moses died without mercy on the testimony of two or three witnesses. How much more severely do you think a man deserves to be punished who has trampled the Son of God underfoot, who has treated us as an unholy thing, the blood of the covenant, that sanctified him, and who has insulted the Spirit of grace? For we know him who said, It is mine to to avenge. I will repay, and again, the Lord will judge his people. It is a dreadful thing to fall into the hands of the living God. Remember those earlier days, as you have received the light, when you stood your ground in the great contest of your face of suffering. Sometimes you were publicly exposed to insult and persecution. At other times you stood side by side with those who were so treated. You sympathetic sympathized with those in prison and joyfully accepted the confiscation of the property because you knew that you yourselves had better and lasting possessions so do not throw away your confidence 
it will be richly rewarded. You need to preserve so that when you have done the will of God, you will receive what he has promised. For in just a very little while, he who is coming will come and will not delay. But my righteous one will live by faith. And if he shrinks back, I will not be pleased with him. But we are not of those who shrink back and are destroyed, but of those who believe and are saved. Let's go ahead and close in prayer. Dear God, I just praise you. I thank you for everything you've done. I lift you up, O Lord, and I praise you, O God. I just thank you for dying for our sins, Lord God. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. Have a good day.